When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. March is here. It is Friday. Rejoice. Let's have some fun. Buck Sexton is now going to have to start prepping for filling out his first ever NCAA tournament bracket. We're going to have some fun with you as we roll through the Friday edition of the program. Lots to hit there, um, and uh, we will also talk with Stephen Miller who will be in charge of Donald Trump's border in the event that Trump is elected president in 2024. Stephen's always a lot of fun. We'll have a good discussion with him. Laura Trump uh, will also be with us in the second, uh, third hour of the program. There you go with guests. Uh, Several things we're tracking. Potential news coming out of Atlanta with the Fannie Willis Nathan Wade uh, situation there. The text messages from Nathan Wade's former law partner have now been released. I think Megan Kelly had them first, but CNN, I've read about them a lot of different places. Uh, and there now appears to be an awful, just mountain of evidence of impropriety there. We'll see whether we get an official judge ruling on those disqualifying motions uh, in the Atlanta case. Also, and I feel like we're going to be doing this for the rest of 2024. There is still legal machinations going on in South Florida. Judge Eileen Cannon, that is the classified documents case, is having a hearing potentially about when that case could be scheduled. Uh, the Trump team has asked for that case to be after the uh, uh, 2024 election. Jack Smith now having potentially lost the ability to try the case in Washington, D.C., is I would say panicking a little bit and now trying to accelerate things in South Florida. So we'll see what happens there. But yesterday, after we went off the air, 
dueling press conferences, dueling press availabilities, two different individual interactions in Texas, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, both present there. And, Buck, what stood out to me uh, about watching these visits, I'm a big believer when it comes to visual medium that you can often not even have to hear the words that are said and you will understand the message that is being conveyed. I watched video of Biden trying to walk on a trail somewhere in the vicinity of the border alongside of Border Patrol agents. Buck, his arms didn't move. With every step, I felt like he might fall over. This guy is not far removed from needing to be walking with a walker where he's got his hands on both sides to be able to hold himself up. It just keeps getting worse. Honestly, that's what stood out to me the most was just the optics of Biden trying to do something simple like walk along a trail. I mean, we played yesterday, right, the uh, situation of Corinne Jean-Pierre telling everybody that Biden passes a cognitive test every day, right? <laughs> that that he's, he's passing with flying colors. We have played Gavin Newsom saying that, of course, Biden's age is an asset because look at how astonishingly well his presidency is going. The, the level of lying, uh, and the, the, just the brazenness, the mendaciousness of these Democrats is only going to increase, uh, unless I know people think maybe there's some other final break the glass plan. But understand, if there is a break the glass plan, this is one part of it, Clay, meaning a third person, not, not Biden, not Kamala, someone else. It would be, in the eyes of anyone who's being honest, a full on desperation move, right? I mean, that's, Maybe they think that the desperation move is better, but it would be a move made in desperation. I don't care if it's planned. I don't care if they've been getting ready for it. This is what you do if, you know, this is like taking control of the plane after both pilots have passed out and you're just hoping that, you know, with Google on your phone, you'll be able to land it. Like, this is not what you want to be able to do. Although Clay and I would both be confident we could land the plane as you've seen those stats. Uh, My wife would not be confident that I could land the plane, but I would be incredibly confident that I could. Do you agree with me that the challenge for Biden now? Now, I also saw the video of him reading off of the list uh, of questions where he clearly doesn't know. He never knows where to stand. The note cards just have to get get more and more detailed. It's almost like he's got to walk around with a huge poster board now uh, to give him any indication where he needs to be and what he needs to be saying. I mean, it's, it's very uncomfortable. But I think the challenge that Biden has now is he has to do something that is almost impossible, Buck. He has to persuade people that he's capable of doing the job, which which requires that he be available publicly doing the job. And the problem is when we see him attempting to do the job, all of the evidence reflects that he cannot physically or mentally handle this. And I just come back to I don't even know what arguments he can make. And obviously Thursday of next week when we have the State of the Union is going to be an incredibly difficult and important opportunity for him because I I think this, if he's the nominee, I agree with you. I think you said a couple of years ago you don't think Biden will debate. I think that's true. It's altogether possible, Buck, that we only really see Biden talk for an hour and one sitting at the State of the Union on Thursday of next week And when he theoretically accepts the nomination, if he does, in Chicago in August. 
Otherwise, I don't believe they will put him in a position where he has to talk to the American public for an hour or more because I think they know he can't do it. And even putting him on the plane and flying him down to Texas and having him walk along that trail, he looked totally overwhelmed with just that simple of an activity. Well, the issue that they have is you're going up against somebody with Trump who, when it comes to pageantry, visuals, understanding the media, coming up with the big moments, he's as good as any Republican ever, really, in our lifetime. I mean, you'd have to go back to Reagan, I think, to have somebody who had the same ability to connect with an audience, but also had the same presence. Trump is, and this is true for anyone who's ever met him, shook his hand, he has a, people would say, in uh, you know, on Broadway, stage presence, right, or in, in the theater. He has a presence, though. He walks into the room, and everyone looks at him. You know, he comes up on stage, and everyone wants to hear what he has to say. With Joe Biden, there is a, there is really a, a, a trepidation. I mean, there, there's a sense of, oh my gosh, is this guy gonna be okay? And yeah. that's. That's a real disadvantage when you're going in into a presidential cycle or put everything else aside. It's very close. It's, it's going to, you know, right now, yeah, Trump is ahead, actually, but it's going to be tight. It's not like Joe Biden is expected to win this thing by anyone, including the most ardent Democrats, by 10 points or even five points, right? If, if Biden threads the needle perfectly, he'll win by a couple of percentage points. And so he needs to be able to call on everything that he has to pull that together. And and I just feel like, Clay, I keep I sit here and try to be I try to rain on your happiness. Yes, I try. I am the sun. You are the cloud. Yeah, I try to say, no, no, no. They still have a plan here for the legal stuff. They're still going to pull something together. And I've reached the point now where I don't even know what the argument can be for this is still going to work for them. The all, you know, the Jack Smith case, and the, I, I know there's more things happening, but given the way the public has already reacted to this, it's not even clear anymore that a guilty verdict in any of these would deliver the presidency to Joe Biden. In fact, it might deliver the presidency to Trump. So I'm yeah. not sure unless they really get to the place where they think locking him up. I mean, actually incarcerating him is going to be their move. And if they do that. I, I honestly worry about the future of the country in a really serious way. So I, I don't think that will happen. I hope that won't happen. I think also the New York City angle is if they could charge Trump civilly with rape of Eugene Carroll and hit him with an $88 million verdict, and it had zero actual impact in terms of polling, why do they think anything they do with Alvin Bragg is going to be impactful? Um, and so I think they thought their ace in the hole was the legal proceedings, the lawfare, that it was going to do something to Trump. I Look, if we were talking on March 1st, we would have just had the early days. I'm sure you remember doing your radio show, Buck, with the, uh, with the cruise ship where everybody suddenly had COVID and it was docking. Remember how big of a story that was for a couple of weeks? And it actually ended up being kind of a perfect laboratory to test COVID in general. Yes. Uh, in, in retrospect, uh, the data that we got and we talked about a lot, you and me, we were on top of this. It was actually incredibly valuable. Um, so there is that, hey, looming sort of asteroid political size event that could happen in the next eight months that neither you nor I could predict that could have a massive impact on this race. 
But in terms of the known foreseeable aspects of this race, I don't see any way short of, and a lot of you out there are saying this, screaming this already, short of rigging the election on a level that they, or even beyond what they tried to do in 2020, I don't see any way Joe Biden can win this race. Again, barring based on what we can see right now. Now, there's all sorts of chaotic events that could happen in the next eight months. But as bad as Biden was walking on that trail at the border, I'm not even talking about the border policies, which we all know are failed. And I'm not talking about the uh, the, the the crime issues or uh, the inflation issue or the fact that most of you have lost money since Biden went into office in terms of the buying power in terms of your paychecks. Your wage growth has not kept up with the overall rate of inflation. I'm not talking about any of that, which is obviously a fail of Biden on epic proportions. I'm just talking about the visual and the optics of his in uh, incapacity. I think that it is almost impossible for him to win based on what's going on right now. So, uh, so we'll take your calls. By the way, it is Friday. We'll react to that. We also have a, a good story. Buck and I were talking about off air. This uh, Bud Light brand just really officially appears to be dead. Uh, the Dylan Mulvaney incident. They've spent hundreds of millions of dollars on Peyton Manning and on UFC and all these things that they're doing to try to get people to drink Bud Light again. And none of it is actually an apology for disrespecting the audience that drank Bud Light. And it feels to me like many of you are completely done. I talked about this during the football season, Buck. All over the South, nobody had Bud Light at their tailgates. You, you, it, it was the last beer to be consumed. And short of a public apology, which is what I think they should do and what anybody who had any kind of decent business sense would do, because guess what? The number of trans influencers that are drinking Bud Light is actually zero. Um, so there would be actually zero impact in terms of consumption. Uh, if you did that, they were never drinking Bud Light in the first place. To the extent they drink alcohol at all, it certainly wasn't Bud Light. Uh, but we'll talk about that and more. All that still coming your direction um, on what should be a fun Friday on uh, as we officially unveil uh, March Madness. You know, we were just talking about Bud Light and what happened there. And, you know, if you don't have the right energy, if you don't have the right focus, you can make a billion-dollar mistake like run a Dylan Mulvaney campaign when you're running Bud Light uh, or Budweiser. But it's much better to have the focus and drive. You need day in and day out. You don't want to learn the hard way, right? You want to be focused. You want to know that you have the energy and that you have the stamina to have the best days you possibly can. What can you do to help you with that? Chalk and their male vitality stack. This set of supplements fortifies your body with natural ingredients that boost your energy. We want you at your full potential. That's why we both recommend, Clay and I, that you try Chalk's Male Vitality Stack as part of your daily regimen, the ultimate daily boost for American men. I'm also taking Chad Mode every day. Give me a little extra, extra boost. Available at Chalk.com. Chalk's Male Vitality Stack, Chad Mode, and other phenomenal products, all available at Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for a big-time discount on any subscription for life. Visit chalk.com and use promo code Buck to obtain this discount for the full life of your subscription. Try that male vitality stack at chalk.com. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? 
You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on Prize Picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We value the heroes from our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. So does an American company whose entire mission is built around serving this deserving group. GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these types of jobs, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's easy and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. We are looking here at a uh, breaking news story that is important and is very troubling. Uh, I'm just getting the updates on this now. As many of you who have known me for years or listened to me for years know, I started my career at The Blaze, at Glenn Beck's The Blaze. And now we are told that uh, Blaze, this is from The Blaze official account, Blaze Media investigative journalist, um, Stephen Baker, or Steve Baker, has been taken into FBI custody for his January 6th reporting. Uh, we're going to be diving deeper into this. The first reactions that, that come to mind on this are, well, 
there are many things. One is um, they wouldn't do this to a New York Times reporter. There's always this uh, this bigotry of how the government interacts with, say, the New York Times, the Washington Post versus if you work for a conservative media outlet. Like there's still this you're not really a journalist or, you know, you don't count in journalism, uh, which is based on nothing other than uh, the snide condescension that the libs have toward the non legacy establishment uh, media outlets. But Clay, I mean, do we have any additional details? Can we get some additional details from the place? I'm going to reach out to Glenn and his team and see if we could have someone join us on this. Yeah, I think we've got uh, Jill Savage, who was in the courtroom, uh, and she works at the Blaze now. She's worked prior to that at OutKick. Um, Some of you who are sports people will remember Jill from, she was a sideline reporter for the Pac-12 network for ESPN for years. She's pretty fantastic, smart. Um, outspoken and uh, and willing to uh, to give up a good sports gig because she thinks the country is going to going to heck uh, in uh, in so many different levels. But we'll talk to her, I think, in a little bit. But Buck, a couple of details that I have seen on this. Um, one, they've tried to review all of the footage that involves this reporter from the Blaze on Jan sixth, and they can't find anything other than him taking videos and reporting on what he was seeing inside of the Capitol. My understanding, you mentioned the New York Times, is that the New York Times compensated him uh, to allow him, uh, they used his footage, in other words, to report on what actually ended up happening uh, in the Capitol. So uh, that is uh, um, really interesting in and of itself, because you mentioned, you're right, the New Yorker had somebody in uh, the crowd on Jan 6th who was reporting as well, uh, and there have been no charges brought associated with that so we don't know all the details again jill was just in the courtroom with him this comes on the heels i would say buck it seems somewhat connected the cbs investigative reporter i believe her name is katherine seffridge and i might be messing up her last name i apologize if i did um but she has now been uh charged eight hundred dollars a day uh by a judge for refusing to reveal her sources in some of her reporting she was the one who was involved in verifying, among other things, that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. Uh, so all of this comes as we also have the charges being brought against the individual in Las Vegas who had reported the Burisma payments. It seems as we are ramping up for the 2024 election that if you are spreading unpopular or uncomfortable narratives surrounding the Biden administration and or their allies that they are trying to send a message about what you can and cannot say. And so we'll talk with Jill uh, in a little bit and find out what this story is. But like you said, Buck, you started at the blaze. This is pretty chilling to think that this guy is being arrested and walked out in handcuffs by the FBI. And so far as we know, uh, this is related to his January 6th reporting. So we'll get a little bit more info from Jill, try to figure out exactly what's going on there when we come back. In the meantime, if you haven't tried the MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets, now's the time because they're on sale in a big way. Uh, we've got them in the bedroom here at the Travis Travis household. Mine uh, and, and the wife's, but also all the kids uh, sleep on the Giza Dream Sheets made with a super soft cotton. Comes from a region of Egypt by the same name, Giza. MyPillow discovered the cotton years ago and how soft it was it's perfect to sleep on at night now's the time to upgrade your bedding with giza dream sheets limited time you can purchase queen size for 59.98 or 
a king size set, just 10 bucks more with our name, Clay and Buck, as the promo code. That'll get you free shipping as well. And as always, they will get you hooked up with a 60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square to check out the Giza Dream Sheet sell. You'll also get 60% off on the My Slippers. Use the code Clay and Buck. Diving into this story about the Blaze reporter, Steve Baker, who was uh, arrested by the FBI, I believe this morning. Uh, we're going to join now Jill Savage. She's done fantastic work with OutKick in the past. As I said, some of you may remember her from sidelines in college football, among other things. Also, by the way, Catherine Harridge is the CBS reporter. I think I mispronounced her last name or got it wrong. Catherine Harridge is the CBS reporter. But Jill, you were just in the courtroom with Steve Baker, who uh, was there covering January 6th. What happened? What can you tell us about this case? Yeah, so I am actually standing just outside the courtroom now waiting for Steve and his lawyers to uh, to come out. But I can tell you that as of this morning, Steve, at 7 a.m., had to self-surrender to the FBI. His court hearing was today at 10 a.m. Uh, he was one of four defendants in there, and they told him before this, uh, during this week, they said, wear shorts and sandals. They wouldn't tell him the charges that they were going to bring against him, Clay. But they told him to wear shorts and sandals. We presume that would be if they would have him change in uh, to an orange jumpsuit. But he was indeed able to wear his dress shirt, dress pants. Uh, but he was shackled at his wrists and ankles today. Uh, they ended up bringing four misdemeanor charges. I don't know if you've gone over those uh, already or not. We but, haven't. You Can know. you tell us what is he being charged with? Yeah, so it's knowing, knowingly entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds without lawful authority. Uh, the second charge is disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds. The third charge is disorderly conduct in a Capitol building. And the fourth being parading and demonstrating or picketing in the Capitol building. And that one has been used against a lot of the January 6th defendants, uh, the parading around the Capitol building. Uh, was a very popular charge to bring against them. But, yeah, so Steve Baker, he was in there. You know, he's the first one up on the docket, and he will be released at some point today. Uh, and then his next hearing is set for a D.C. court on March 14th at 1230 Eastern. So, Steve, if, if you've been following this case, you know that Steve Baker was an independent journalist on January 6th. He said, I was just going where the story led me. I didn't know that I was going to be entering the Capitol building that day. I had no predisposition to be entering the Capitol building that day, even in the documents that they provided us today from court. They said he was in the building for approximately 37 minutes. So, Clay, a journalist entering a Capitol building for 37 minutes is now leading us here to where we have charges being brought, uh, you know, against a journalist here. Hey, Jill, it's, it's, it's Buck. Do we have some sense as to why now and why the delay, right? I mean, there have been so many of these cases right. brought in the past. It, it feels like the timing here is significant. Yes, and this is something that they have been hanging over Steve Baker's head for about two and a half years. They've always put it out there that they were going to bring charges against him. That was just a threat, though. There was nothing that was ever concrete until... December of 2023, they said the charges would be imminent. Now, what has changed, you ask? 
Uh, he came on as a Blaze media reporter uh, in the summer of 2023. And it seems that there would be a correlation between the two, because as you mentioned, it was such a long time uh, from one step to the next. But yeah, in, in December 23, they said the charges would be brought against him. They would be imminent. And here we are now on March 1st, 2024, with his day in court. Where is the court proceeding, by the way, Jill? Where are you right now? I am in downtown Dallas right now. So we are we are just at a courthouse right here in Dallas. And the, the next court house will be in D.C. itself on March 14th. Okay, so question for you. My understanding is that not only was he an independent journalist, but that the New York Times actually used some of his reporting from inside on January 6th. And on top of that, that they have reviewed security camera footage of him on January 6th. Uh, that is, I saw the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, talking about this, and they haven't found anything that he did that was of a disruptive nature that would support this. So this seems pretty astounding that this would be happening. I'm surprised, and I don't know if you've seen it all, have any of the so-called left-leaning media commented on this at all? Because there were a lot of left-leaning media that went into the Capitol on that day and reported as well. Yeah, I have not seen any left-leaning media uh, report on this so far. But one of the things that has been interesting, talking with Steve in the days leading up to this trial, he said that he saw a New York Times reporter go in to the Capitol building through a broken window uh, and Steve just, you know, made a made a note of that in his head going, oh, that's that's odd. Why is this person going through this broken window, just entering the building this way? I'm just going to go over here and find, you know, a easy way through a door. Uh, you know, so it's just it's interesting to see the way that things are being portrayed because he has been approached by HBO, The New York Times, several media outlets for his reporting that he had done on January 6th. And it hadn't been a problem uh, until, you know. Things of unknown nature, Clay, has changed. So what are the expectations now of, of the of the next steps? I mean, you're, you're outside the courthouse. You've obviously been following this very closely. Um, are, are they trying to offer some kind of a, of a plea deal to him, likely? What, what do we think is going to be happening in the days and weeks ahead with this journalist yeah. from The Blaze? Yeah, I, I think that we're, we're going to get those answers uh, from the, the lawyers here later today when they when they are able to make it out of the courthouse but they said to us uh before they went in this was exactly what they expected uh just for today just a very you know read through the the uh charges because that was something that they had been holding uh against you know they didn't actually tell steve baker what he was going to be charged with until this morning because as they said they were worried that he would tweet it out uh, so I, I, I'm very excited to actually. See I mean, now, by the way, I would tweet it started. out if the FBI was going to charge me yeah. with something related to doing my job too. Uh, right. what, do you, what can you tell us about Steve Jill? Uh, you, you, I'm assuming know him. You're in yeah. the courtroom. Uh, what is Steve Baker like? How is he handling this personally? I don't know what kind of family he has, but obviously the requirement to defend yourself when we know that they have been trying to put people in prison for January 6th related events. It's it's hard to see this as anything else other than the hard hand of government coming down on someone who's reporting they don't like. Tell us about him. Yeah, Steve is just, you know, a great guy that you see around the office. He's been coming into the office every day this week. 
uh, just, you know, business as usual. And we all just kind of look around at him like, hey, you know, maybe you should go do something fun. You don't know what's actually going to be happening uh, on Friday. But when you when you look at Steve, he's like, I'm just there. I just want to share with the people what what I saw, heard, learned. He's like, I've been a journalist for so long now. This isn't this isn't even like, you know, the probably the the single most defining thing that I will do in my career. It might change now that the FBI has actually arrested him. Uh, but when you look at it, he he just is a pretty just, you know, good average guy that you that you just you never think that something like this would be happening in the United States of America. And Steve, you know, he asked his lawyers this week, why are they why are they doing this to me? Why is it me that they're singling out? And his lawyers said to him, you know why? Because you've poked them in the eye for the last three years, Steve. They aren't going to just let this go. So when when you say who is Steve, he's just He's a great guy who everybody would be happy to have in their circle of friends, who was a guy doing his job on January 6th, who didn't know that January 6th was going to turn into what it did. Jill, appreciate you being with us. Thanks for bringing the story to us. We'll continue to follow it and uh, and have updates. Obviously, we'll want to know what happens when he's out of court later today. Yeah. Thanks, Thank guys. you. Thank you very much. Thanks, and Jill. Clay, I was at the Blaze for six years. It's where I started I mean, my career. This has to hit where, you too close. Yeah, I mean, course. having been a writer at the Blaze, this guy's literally <laughs> just covering Jan Six, and they're now trying to put him in prison for it. Clay, I was I was a Blaze writer, and I was right there when police were uh, pepper spraying and hitting with batons all the uh, Zuccotti Park Occupy Wall Street. I was standing right there, but you know, I, I wasn't in the middle of it. I was next to it, uh, so you know, I, I know what it is uh, to be somebody who's trying to bring the public the the truth but you don't have that establishment shield i mean and and in what world does that make any sense right the blaze gets millions and millions of readers a month uh why is one treated like journalism as in the new york times and the other doesn't count you know i don't even like this term people say oh well they're citizen journalists or they're you know independent no you're just you're just a journalist the same way anybody else is, though I think the term journalist is these days increasingly meaningless because everybody has access to platforms. But uh, we'll continue to follow this and anything we can do to help out, uh, get the story out here for our friends at The Blaze, we will do so. Now, you know, the first video camera that my family owned was my dad's. He had four kids and loved taking video of us opening presents on Christmas, you know, Thanksgiving with my grandparents. Uh, me chasing my brothers around, playing a little tackle football without the pads, that kind of stuff. And I'm glad he did. But, you know, these days we don't have a video cassette player, a VHS player. So how can we enjoy those old tapes? And also all those old family albums that are collecting dust somewhere, just photos that are fading over time. How do you enjoy them? Well, if you want to be able to enjoy your family memories digitally going forward, you need Legacy Box. Legacy Box can take all of your old media and transfer it digitally onto new media. And they've got the right price tag on this service, too. It's a Tennessee-based company that provides the easiest, safest way to reclaim all the priceless footage you haven't seen in years. Send them your aging VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and pictures. Legacy Box will digitize all of it for you. A million and a half families have already benefited from the service. Go to LegacyBox.com slash buck and save 50%. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K for 50% off of Legacy Box.
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. We're proud supporters of those who serve our country and our local communities. That includes our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. There's an American company whose entire mission is built around serving these individuals, GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these ways, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's fast, easy, and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that want to honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off-duty. A portion of every order goes towards nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Crazy story that we just talked with Jill Savage at, uh, about the Blaze reporter being arrested. And it comes on the heels of Catherine Herridge, a CBS reporter, who has also been um, and simultaneously uh, held in contempt of court, being fined $800 a day unless she will reveal the source for one of her stories. And all this other lawfare going on. Yesterday, Buck, we talked with Julie Kelly, and I mentioned that there is a hearing going on right now 
I saw Julie tweet, and this is typically the case in federal courtrooms, you aren't allowed to take a phone in, uh, which is wild uh, in general. I still think that's kind of crazy that that rule exists. But she just tweeted, Buck, during her lunch break uh, from Judge Cannon's case down in South Florida. That's a classified documents case. Uh, that uh, at the outset, Judge Cannon stated, Trump is in the courtroom, by the way. At the outset, Judge Cannon stated the special counsel's new proposed trial schedule uh, starting on July 8th is unrealistic, given that there are 13 outstanding motions, uh, not to mention that the trial with Alvin Bragg is expected to last six to eight weeks uh, for a substantial time there. So uh, so it appears unlikely that, based on her reporting uh, surrounding the questioning that is going on right now, that we are likely to get any updated soon uh, trial case taking place in South Florida. And part of that may be that Alvin Bragg's case, Buck, is going to take up probably six to eight weeks, if not longer, taking us into the summer before there's any resolution in that case to say nothing of what's going on in D.C. or the ongoing South Florida. And remember, we could potentially get Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade a decision being made potentially today on whether they're allowed to continue prosecuting Trump in Atlanta. So all these machinations going on, but this uh, prosecution, again, that we were just talking about of Steve Baker is pretty outrageous. And I hope that we're going to get more details on this but to wait two and a half years to suddenly charge him uh three years basically with jan sixth related uh, uh violations is is crazy well also you know that if if a uh legacy democrat outlet journalist was arrested for covering a riot right i mean i, I to my knowledge they're not saying that steve was involved in breaking anything or attacking any cops but he was present as this was going on um they would all be completely outraged we'd be hearing about the death of the first amendment and, and all of these things but because it's a conservative media outlet founded by glenn beck they have a very different well the approach is silence or, or actually uh not just indifference they would like to see him punished because anybody who is uh, a conservative is a trump supporter in their minds anybody who's a trump supporter is an insurrectionist and insurrectionists don't have rights as we've seen from so many of the j6 prosecutions that they've already engaged in locking people up for i mean i still one of the most chilling things i have read from any court in the united states is certainly in in my lifetime was the judge in dc saying that one of the nonviolent j6 uh individuals was a danger to the public because if he was released pending trial, he would have a he would try to overthrow the government again. Yeah, I mean, a, a judge that is a, a sentient human being apparently thought that that was a real fear that one person being let go was going to overthrow the government, so they should be kept in solitary confinement. Um, this is only going to get worse, although unfortunately, Clay, because they're going to get more desperate as the legal plans against Trump keep. Uh, foundering, you know, keep uh, having problems. So they're going to just try to grab whoever they can and make examples of them because they have promised the Democrat base that there will be a comeuppance for Trump and all of his supporters for January 6th. And if Trump becomes president again, that's going to be kind of tough for them to sell. I think it's interesting uh, what Jill told us was that 
Steve Baker has said, and we need to get Steve on if he'd be willing to come on. I'm sure his attorneys are going to tell him, hey, don't say anything publicly at this time. But when the FBI is willing to perp walk you and put you in uh, in leg shackles and uh, and also put you in handcuffs, maybe you're just willing and think it's necessary to speak out about what's going on to you. Um, I would think that being able to testify to having seen other journalists, what Jill just mentioned, a New York Times journalist was in there on that day. I imagine that what they're trying to argue based on Steve Baker's politics is that he wasn't actually a journalist on that day and that he doesn't deserve to be treated differently than anybody else that went in on Jan 6. That's my guess as to what the government's argument is. Obviously, I haven't read uh, the uh, the charges here. But four misdemeanors three years after the event for a guy who works at The Blaze, it's hard to see this as anything other than supremely ta- uh, targeted based on his yeah. political agenda. And, and it's intimidation. You know, yeah. it sends a message to anybody who is ideologically right of center who wants to try to speak truth about what the Biden regime is doing or anything else. We're going to get you. I mean, that, that's what this is, right? That same thing they do to pro-life activists, the same thing they do to conservative journalists and media figures. You know, make the wrong meme, go to prison. Cover a riot and you're a conservative, go to prison. I'm starting to sense a trend, Clay. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, And it is uh, intended to have that chilling impact. So we'll keep you updated on that story. You want to talk a little Bud Light and how they've collapsed when we come back here, Buck? We'll do this. Let's get into Bud Light. Let's have a rough one. Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 